In our gospel, Christ is confronted in Jerusalem with the question, how long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. And Christ responds by essentially saying, look, I have told you, you don't believe my words. And I've done the works of my Father, works that only God can do, and you don't believe my works. And then Christ gives us an interesting cause for why they don't believe. Because you are not among my sheep. You are not among my sheep. What does that mean? Well, it means that the very fact we believe is due to the grace of God. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about the motives of credibility, the reasons which show us that belief in divine revelation is rational. Uh, and, and, you know, the motives of credibility, they're true. They're a great help in us making the ascent of divine faith and answering questions we might have and responding to criticisms of the faith. Yet still, faith is a gift. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 153, says this, quote, When St. Peter confessed, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus declared to him that this revelation did not come from flesh and blood, but from my Father who is in heaven. Faith is a gift of God, a supernatural virtue infused by him. Before this faith can be exercised, man must have the grace of God to move and assist him. He must have the interior helps of the Holy Spirit, who moves the heart and converts it to God, who opens the eyes of the mind, and makes it easy for all to accept and believe the truth. End quote. Okay, so if a person can't believe unless God gives him the grace, then how can anyone be blamed for not believing? How can Christ criticize, for instance, the scribes and Pharisees for their unbelief? Here's, here's what, how St. Thomas uh, Aquinas answers this, this question. He says, essentially, that the scribes and Pharisees uh, are, in a sense, the cause of their own unbelief. And to explain how that is the case, he employs this analogy. He writes, quote, Thus, I cannot see the light unless I am enlightened by the sun. Yet if I were to close my eyes, I would not see the light. But this is not due to the sun, but to me, because by closing my eyes, I am the cause of my not being enlightened. Sin, especially the sin of pride, leads to a stubborn, obstinate refusal to open one's eyes, so to speak. A refusal to see reality as it is. And, and we see this, do we not see this in the scribes and Pharisees all over the gospel? You know, I've used this example before because it's so powerful. The raising of Lazarus from the dead. You know, Lazarus is dead four days. He's buried in a tomb. And Jesus comes and says, Lazarus, come out. And he comes back to life and he walks out wearing the burial cloths. And how do the Pharisees react to this? Do they say, wow, he must really be the Messiah, the one we've hoped for. Come, let us go and worship him. No, they, they say, oh no, now we're going to be in trouble with the Romans for sure. We got to put an end to this now. And they conspire to kill him. You know, that's what pride does to us. It blinds us. It's this stubborn, obstinate refusal to see what's really in front of your face. But we miss the point if we think, man, those Pharisees are stupid. Um, you know, those bad, wicked Pharisees, you know, these villains of the gospel. The truth is the Pharisees are a warning. They're a warning to me and a warning to all of us. 
because pride is a sin which afflicts us all. Pride is one of the seven deadly sins. And in a sense, it's the deadliest because it can worm its way into even the very best, uh, very best practices. The antidote for pride is humility, something we ought to pray for daily. In fact, I'm going to close now with the Litany of Humility, a beautiful prayer written by Cardinal Mary Del Val, the Secretary of State for Vatican City under Pope St. Pius X. And I'll include it with the, with the show notes, the episode description. This prayer is a powerful weapon against pride. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me from the desire of being esteemed. Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being culminated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I unnoticed, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.